All right, this is the Sharp Square Podcast. Uh, this is Hindsight 2020. This one for NFL Week 14. And if you're listening, why? Why? Why are you why are you listening? Um, I have no idea. I appreciate it, I do, but you know, I gotta be the worst handicapper in in the history of the NFL. I'll give myself this. I will give myself this nod. There is no one in the podcast atmosphere, in your in your listening ear holes, that gets on mic after they're as bad as I am. They just quit. They would wrap it up. Well, first of all, most people who do these podcasts actually have some semblance of an idea of what it is that they're talking about, okay? That's... That's the first uh, mark that I don't check right there. But, you know, usually you you do as bad as I have done, and you just, it should be radio silence, right? You should just completely be packing a bag and going down with Ralphie to Florida and just hiding out for a while uh, while this Ginny Sack thing blows over. Because, I mean, I've been terrible, the contest, sure, it ain't really going all that well. Uh, we were one in four this week, but but I mean, geez, that's like no surprise at this point. We're bad every week. I don't even know what a winning week looks like in the in the super contest. And cash game, forget about it. I opened my big mouth a couple weeks ago, talked about what a historic run I had been on erasing horrible losses from the beginning of the year, turning a profit, but that's all gone now. You know, betting football is so much like golf. You know, you fall three strokes behind, then you grind your butt off hole after hole, every shot executing to perfection, just creativity, great putts, great chips, just coming off the tee, everything you can do to salvage back those three strokes. Then you get next on the next tee box there and just one big swing of the lumber out of bounds in the water and the next thing you're putting up a snowman on the hole. I mean, it is so easy to lose. Um, I got to tell you, I am... The one thing I do with hindsight 2020, like sometimes you just got to burn the tape, right? But I didn't necessarily think directionally my picks yesterday were that bad. I, I, From what I understand, it was another big winning week for the public. The sharps in the book struggled. And, you know, I always sort of use that as, as a parameter to not get too upset if I was at least placing sharp bets uh, I don't feel as bad when they lose as, as if I was just making ridiculous square picks. But I'm here to tell you, I am I am not one uh, that knocks anyone for their style of betting when it wins. Like, if it wins, it wins. And so many of these old school sharp philosophies, I think, are going the way of the rotary telephone. I'll tell you the biggest one. I started to talk about this last week, and I really thought about it, and and I really want to incorporate it. Obviously, it didn't make it that far because I didn't execute in the game plan. You know, you can learn 
everything you want during the week and come up with all these clever ideas and theorems. But if they're not part of your execution on your game plan on Sunday, it doesn't really matter. You know, I started talking about how I am just becoming less and less a fan of betting these big underdogs. Because, you know, it used to be you could just go with the adage, oh, it's too many points. And here's why. Let me explain a little old school football. It's something that got, it was called Marty Ball, named after Marty Schottenheimer. And what Marty loved to do as a coach, you know, he'd get a 17-13 lead with eight minutes left in the third quarter, and he was done play calling, right? It's like, get rid of the sheet. You, you can go ahead and, and, and throw the play sheet in the garbage, right? Here's what we're going to do on every play. We're going to run the play clock down to one tick. We're going to snap the ball, and we're going to hand it off, and we're going to run. And we're going to run the clock. That is now our opponent. Our opponent is no longer the opponent we started out wearing the different color uniform. Our opponent is now the clock. And it's this, this term, taking the air out of the ball. We're not throwing it anymore. We're not running any fancy plays. We just want this game over with. That style is antiquated. You, you, you can't run that style of football anymore in the National Football League. Teams can score too easily. And everyone can throw. And points can be packed on in a hurry. It's a different league. There's no running the clock out anymore. Like your offense is your offense for 60 minutes. And it's not slowing down the scoring. So when you get these favorites that go up by 10 points, even if they're not trying to rub it in, right? Even if they're not trying to load it on, You almost can't help yourself. You'd have to get so far away from your identity as a football team that you you wouldn't even recognize the plays you were looking at. You know, it's making it very hard. You know, Mike was on this. Mike was on this a a year ago. He said, I don't want to play these underdogs unless I think they have a serious shot of winning the game. Enough of this, you know, I think they're going to lose, but that's too many points. They'll cover. And I love the love but cover. I call it the LBC. Like Snoop Dogg said, baby, there's so much drama in the LBC. The lose but cover. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Nothing makes you feel smarter. Nothing makes you feel sharper than when you take an underdog catching 10 and they lose by 8. It just feels smart. It feels sharp. And if there's anything I'm learning, I got to get away from that stuff. It's not me. Maybe it's you. You know, maybe you as a better have a good grasp for that stuff and, and you should bet whatever wins for you. But this podcast is all about the honesty business and we want to lead in that. God knows we can't lead in, you know, my bankroll ain't leading. My contest results ain't leading. Like all I can do, all I got this point is honesty. It's all I got. And you know, I I am someone who's really putting in the effort, who's really trying to get better at this, but, but part of getting better is understanding where you fall short. And I think I understand a lot of sharp concepts, but I don't know how to execute them. And I'm getting myself on so many of these big underdogs 
And I'm just, all I'm doing is I'm just going back and I'm looking at the picks that lose for me. And what loses consistently? It's me with big underdogs. Now, that's not to say that I should just start laying the lumber and playing favorites. But there are games now where you got to throw the number out. Let me give you a great example. Me and Mike won one game yesterday. One game in the contest. We had the Packers minus 11.5 against the Bears. Now, my power rating said that that game should be 8.5, which means too many points I should take the Bears, but I wasn't having it. I wasn't going to be sitting there with a Bears ticket watching Aaron Rodgers carve them up. And, I mean, the Bears couldn't have it any better they had special teams plays, you know, they, they were they were aggressive against the Green Bay offensive line. They were able to run the ball at times. I mean, they were pulling everything out and still slaughtered, lost by 15. They're up at halftime, they lose by 15. It's like it doesn't matter. And once Green Bay's up a little, what do they do? And what's Aaron just shutting it off? Now, they ran the ball, and they ran the ball really well, but that didn't mean that Aaron wasn't chucking one when it was open. You know, this is just, that game was just an example of sometimes you try to outshark the room. You say, oh, my math says it's too many points, and you end up with a loser because the narrative in that game was Rodgers owns the Bears, the Packers are going to turn it on, and at a certain point, the price doesn't matter. You know, sometimes you overpay for things. You know, I say, I say this all the time. Life is expensive. And then there's premiums for things. But sometimes you pay mid-level pricing for just completely mediocre garbage. But you could pay a little bit more and yeah, it'd be more expensive. But then you're getting something premium. And I'd rather spend my money on those things. Sometimes I would rather overpay for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers than be getting a great deal on penny stocks and Davis Mills. Like, what another lousy pick. Houston. I don't know how many times I can lose with Houston. Like, every week I say, oh, there's value in Houston. And not say, hey, dummy, maybe your number on Houston's too low because you obviously don't understand just how bad they are. I mean, that was a terrible game. That had no chance. I mean, it wasn't the Raiders. Two weeks in a row, my ultimate decision, my best pick, the game's over before they're done with the national anthem. And shame on me. I heard over the weekend, I had forgotten about how the Raiders last year, when they won at Kansas City, they got on their bus and they took a victory tour. They took a lap around the stadium. And then this game, they're standing in the middle of the field, jumping up and down on the logo like a bunch of assholes who know that they're not the worst team on the field. Like, seriously. Like, that's it. Wake up the tiger. That's it. Poke him a little bit. Poke him in the cage there. Get him nice and ready. I mean, what a bonehead pick by me. Only the Raiders look dumber jumping up and down on that logo than I looked for picking that game. That was just bad. Then there was our consensus pick. Which, oh geez, those consensus picks, I mean, they're just, they're lighting the world on fire. We've won two of them in 14 weeks. That's the one, me and Mike, we're about as good at at, uh, consensus as the Chicago Bears are building an organization, right? I mean, we got nothing going for us there. We have Cleveland minus two and a half. You might say, oh God, they won by two. It was a bad beat. That wasn't a bad beat. That was lucky. 
Baltimore should have won by 10. So Cleveland is in the home run spot of the year. They're off the bye. They're healthy. They just played Baltimore the week before. Now they get to play him again, a huge advantageous spot. The Ravens had a, a overtime game or close to it, a last-second finish against their rival Pittsburgh the week before. They lose Lamar Jackson in the game. They got no cornerbacks. They got no nobody. I mean, there's nobody playing corner there in Baltimore. I mean, they, they would have called up Cal Ripken Jr. to come out there and play corner. Hey, you still in Baltimore, Cal? We need a corner. They had nothing. And they only lost by two. I mean, Brent Hundley almost won the game. Cleveland's terrible. That's That was a home run spot for Cleveland. That was Cleveland's season, and that's the best they got. You know, you know what that tells me? That tells me Cleveland's going nowhere, and Case Keenum's going to be the starting quarterback for them next year, while some other dope overpays for Baker Mayfield. I mean, it was bad, man. Mike's pick yesterday, oh geez, not much better. I mean, you know, we're just struggling ever. He had Buffalo, at least he was in the game. He has three and a half going into overtime. Jesus, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had three and a half, plus three and a half going into overtime, and, and I, don't, I don't sniff a victory. You don't even get close to it. I mean, that was bad there. I mean, kudos to Buffalo. They did everything they could to come back in that game, but but it just wasn't enough. And I mean, you know, I don't know what to tell you. We're one in four in the contest. In the past two weeks, I've been 0-7 betting my cash games. I mean, I'm just bleeding money out here. But I, I'm going to come around to it. What, what I'm doing now with this year, and I hate that years turn into this in December, but I'm not, I'm not throwing my hands up in the air. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to moan and bitch too much. A little bit. You know, it is me after all. But I just want to figure out how I can get better. And like, until you know what your problem is, there's no chance of fixing that problem. I think I'm closer than my record would indicate. But I got to do better here with these big... I got to get away from some of these big dogs. I got to stop falling in love with points. Points is not the be-all, end-all. You, I know sharps play numbers, squares play teams. But like at the end of the day, you are betting on the team. I have a check system now where I want to get the best of the number and good teams, but I let my talk myself into bad teams because I fall in love with the number, and I got to stop doing that. I'm going to have good picks this week, going to rebound for Thursday's show. It's Hindsight 2020. Thanks for listening.